What up? It's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. I got a question for you guys. Uh, do you know what the only thing better than winning your fantasy football league is? <laughs> do you? I think you do, but I'm going to tell you anyway. It's constantly reminding the other owners that you did. That's what I'm talking about. And at DraftKings.com, you can prove that you're the superior GM every week. All right? If you don't know what DraftKings is, you should by the end of this ad. All right? DraftKings is America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. One-week fantasy. That means no season-long commitments. All right? One week. So you can play whenever you want in a variety of contests. All right? Challenge your friends. You got friends, right? Yes. We'll challenge them in a custom league or join an existing one to play for your share of the millions of dollars in prizes that are up for grabs this season. Here's what you got to do. Just pick your contest, draft your players, and collect your winnings, your money, your dough, your dollars. That's it. Renew old rivalries and create new ones with your buddies by playing head-to-head with friends, co-workers, and fantasy players from all over the country. You can be playing a guy in Pakistan, a guy in Peru, and a guy in Burbank. Uh, it's it's that fucking cool. All right, so hurry to DraftKings.com right now. Use the promo code ALN and play for free with your first deposit in this Sunday's $1 million fantasy contest. Did you hear me? This Sunday's $1 million fantasy contest. Play for free using promo code ALN, okay? First place takes home hundred grand and a lifetime of bragging rights. This isn't fantasy as usual, baby. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Enter ALN for free entry now only at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. Go Seahawks. Fuck the Broncos. <laughs> Sorry, Brad. Hey, guys. Adam Ray here. Let's talk money. You cool? Yeah, of course I want to talk money. I'm Jewish. Truth is, sometimes honest, hardworking folks need a little extra, all right? And some banks don't always make it fast or easy. But I'll tell you who does. Avant. Finally, baby, there's a company who gets it, and they're called Avant. Avant provides access to personal loans from $1,000 to $35,000, all right, without ever stepping foot in a branch. All you do, you simply go to AvantOffer.com and check your competitive rate. It's risk-free, okay, so there's no risk involved. Checking your rate is easy, and there's no effect on your FICO score. Complete your application in minutes, and the funds could be in your account as soon as tomorrow. See how easy and convenient borrowing is through AvantOffer.com. And let me tell you, Avant will give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after you make your first payment on time. So for this offer, and to check your rate risk-free, go to AvantOffer.com and enter promo code LASTNIGHT. That's AvantOffer.com, A-V-A-N-T, Offer.com. Promo code last night, avantoffer.com, promo code last night, and start living your life better. Okay? Okay. Loans made by Web Bank. Funds are generally deposited via ACH for delivery next business day if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. FICO is a registered trademark of Fair Isaac Corporation. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. It's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Great episode today. This is a guy we've been trying to get on the show for quite some time. 
He's been kind enough to have Brad and I uh, both on his podcast a handful of times. More stories. Uh, you've heard him on Fox Sports Radio hosting uh, more sports. You've seen him in his show, Gary Unmarried. Seen his countless comedy specials. He's uh, His latest one on Showtime called Happy and the Lots, which you can also get on iTunes right now. You've seen him in Jerry Maguire, Picture Perfect, SNL. So many movies and TV shows. Uh, the resume goes on and on. I'm talking about the one and only Jay Moore. Jay Moore stops by the About Last Night podcast today to share some uh, unreal stories. A Jerry Maguire story about Tom Cruise. I don't think you'll hear anywhere else. Um, not sure he's, if he's ever told it. Um, we get into a great story about how his son could beat up Brad. <laughs> he tells us some of the greatest advice he's gotten in comedy. Uh, and also just how a comic at the root of, of what we are is is what we are, for a lack of better phrasing. But, um, you know, you, you do this business long enough, uh, and there's so many uncertainties, and, and stand-up, as he explains, is just a constant that you can control. Um, and uh, the connection he has with his wife, how she wrote his last hour for him, which is just crazy. Um, and, uh, and then I share a story with him that he gives some great commentary on about when I was cheated on. Uh, by uh, a girlfriend of mine. Um, <laughs> not my last girlfriend, but the girlfriend before that. He gives some great commentary on that. Uh, it was a fun episode from top to bottom. Uh, Jay doesn't do a lot of podcasts, so we were fortunate enough to have him. Uh, check out his podcast, More Stories, uh, and follow Jay on Twitter at jmore37. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. Follow Brad on Twitter at Funny Brad, and go see Brad Williams doing stand-up comedy this weekend in Rochester, New York, at the Comedy Club. Um, that's the name of the place, the Comedy Club in Rochester, New York, November 19th through the 21st. And then go see Brad in Burbank, California at Flappers Comedy Club, November 27th uh, and 28th. Get your tickers at Flap, uh, your, your tickers. Get your tickers at Flapper Comedy. You know what? That was an appropriate slip up because the Comedy Club is Flappers and tickers sounds like talking what the guy behind the booth would say when he was answering the phone. Yeah, you get your tickers at 7 p.m. Show starts at 8. You pick up your tickers at 7.20. Show starts at 8. You come. You can come 7 p.m., pick up a drink, uh, you know, sit by the bar, have a have a couple sips of some some sort of beverage you want there to get you get your tickers and go on inside, sit down and enjoy the show here at Flappers Comedy Club. Uh, like I said, tickers are $15. Unless you got a coupon, tickers are $10. Uh, anyway, enjoy the rest of your night. My name's Rufus. <laughs> uh, you can come see me doing stand-up. Uh, oh, before I do stand-up, on November 22nd, at the Acme Comedy Theater on La Brea here in Los Angeles. At 8 p.m., I will be hosting TMI Live. Uh, a buddy of mine uh, who I worked on this TBS show with, it's coming out in January with Eliza Schlesinger, uh, he runs a show. It's kind of like SNL. Uh, it's called TMI Live at the Acme Comedy Theater, and I'm going to be hosting it. Uh, so if you want to see the closest thing to me hosting SNL before I actually do it someday, uh, come out to the Acme Theater uh, Sunday, November 22nd, 8 p.m., I'll be hosting it, doing sketches and uh, impressions and a monologue. It's, it's going to be fucking awesome. TMI Live, Acme Comedy Theater, 8 p.m., uh, November 22nd. And then November 25th through the 28th, I'll be in San Francisco. The Punchline in San Francisco, California, one of my favorite clubs on planet Earth. Come see me there, uh, November 25th through the 28th, at The Punchline in San Francisco. And then right after that, Levity Live in West Nyack, New York. Uh, December 3rd through the 5th, uh, Levity Live, West Nyack, New York. Uh, and then shortly after that, I head to Hawaii for Season 3 of House Party, uh, my boy Adam Devine's Comedy Central stand-up show. We're going to do Season 3 in Hawaii. 
Uh, I'll be doing all the uh, audience warm-up and uh, digital uh, content for Comedy Central again for that. Pretty pumped. Never been to Hawaii. Might roast a pig. Might uh, might zip line. Might swim with sharks. Who knows? You know? YOLO. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to YOLO in Hawaii. I'm going to be DF-dub, down for whatever. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so come see Brad and I on those tour dates. And, of course, when you're coming to our shows, pick up your merch. Bring it to the show. You get that merch, of course, at astoymerchandise.com, E-S-T-O-Y merchandise.com. Mugs, shirts, posters, and hats are coming. I've said that before, but it's true. They're in the works uh, a couple weeks away from some dope posters and hats. Get all your merch, E-S-T-O-Y merchandise.com. Bring them to the shows. We'll sign them. Um, And, of course, follow us on the new ALN Podcast Twitter handle, at ALN Podcast on Twitter. Uh, follow us. That's uh, you're gonna get just the most podcast updates from uh, that Twitter handle at ALN Podcast on Twitter. Uh, our boy Norman's running that for us and uh, keeping you guys up to date on all news podcast related to about last night. Uh, and of course, while you listen to the intro, take two seconds, go to the iTunes page, give it a five star rating, and uh, comment on the iTunes page. We broke the top fifty this week. This is a huge deal. I think we were thirty eight. It's the highest we've been on the comedy pod chart. So thank you so much for the rates and reviews. Take two seconds right now. Do it. If you haven't done it, five-star rating on iTunes. Comment on the iTunes page. Helps us continue to climb the charts. Uh, we got so many more great episodes coming your way. A-, a handful in the bank right now that I wish we could just all post in one day, uh, <coughs> Netflix style. But it's uh, you guys are just going to have to subscribe and, and, and be patient and enjoy the, uh, the great apps we got coming your way, as, as well as a part two and part three of the best of. And a holiday episode with Jaleel White coming up that we're really fucking pumped about. Um, but that's coming up, so subscribe to the pod so you can get it. Those are the Twitter handles. That's the merch info. Those are the tour dates. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with Jay Moore. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you sit down and listen to our dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Bring it in. There's your mic right there, good sir. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> he knows how to do a fucking podcast, Brad. Stick work. They call it WWF. Old school. Are you Randy Savage. <laughs> Here I am backstage with Randy Savage. Mean Gene Okerlund with a crushing blow to the lumbar region. Do you, do you, do you, do you ever watch some of those old those old YouTube videos of like uh, yeah. Macho Man do, uh, doing promos? They're all so enormous. Like, Jimmy yeah. Snuka is the most roided out. You're like, <laughs> Biggest ah, guy on the planet. Yeah. Of he murdered his wife. <laughs> the guy sweat, uh, you know. There's certain athletes that, that, I guess, murder that you're just, like, not surprised by because <laughs> of the way. athletes that murder. All right, who's your <laughs> surprise murderer? <laughs> well, like, if I, heard, if I heard Jim Abbott fucking decapitated somebody, I'd be like, Shut up. Well, you would know yeah. with which hand. Well, there you go. <laughs> that's true. Right, so, so, that's so, it, so if it was like a left-handed scissor, you'd be like, well, not Jim Abbott. But what if that's his whole alibi? That's, yeah. What if Jim Abbott, that's a one-armed pitcher, <laughs> takes that little baby arm <laughs> and just with those little nubs chokes the shit out of somebody? There was... 
I was Jim Abbott. He's got a could, baby arm. Yeah. yeah. That can only be said as Colin. Yeah. It couldn't have been Jim Abbott. Jim Abbott. He's a baby arm. This is a left-handed. We know it's a right-handed stabbing. You can tell by the, uh, you know. Well, he's, you know, he's got a little baby arm with little peas for fingers. All right. Oh, you bring vegetables into many digits. The, uh, Jim Abbott would have to be on your Mount Rushmore of one-armed athletes. Like he, I, I, I think it's mountain? like. I, I, By I, the way, Colin Quinn playing Jim Abbott in the Jim Abbott story is even right. better. Look, I'm gonna throw the ball and then I'm gonna put my glove on very quickly. Do me a favor. I wouldn't mind a no hitter. That would be good. Yeah. Maybe people stop talking about the fact that I have a baby arm for five seconds. Maybe the first sentence wouldn't be the guy with one arm and the little baby arm with peas for fingers. They go, oh, he just threw a no hitter. You know, that would carry me through maybe you know September. Can, They'd be like, that's the guy with one arm. That doesn't know where you know, I have any of them. Okay. Can, can, he, can he also play the the uh, surfer girl that lost her arm to a shark? Uh, Bethany Hamilton. I think, you're refer- I think you're referring to her. Yes. Yeah. She, no, he, no. I cannot play Bethany Hamilton because I don't know if you noticed, I'm a man, I'm a grown man, I'm a grown up. I play people's fathers and now grandfathers in movies. I, you know, suddenly I'm supposed to be a 16 year old South African blonde. You know what? Get Tyler Perry on it. <laughs> he could do anything. Oh, Is that Colin Quinn doing Tyler Perry? Yeah, I don't know. It's Colin Quinn biting his finger. Okay. Look what he did with that Medea. Medea. Was it Medea? I, th- I think so. The guy dressed as a lady yeah. and then made a lot of money with men on it. Sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have you ever talked in one of your spot-on impressions so long that you forget that you're Jay Moore? I can't. No, I never forgot my identity. <laughs> well, like, I, I literally could have sat there and talked to you as Colin Quinn for five hours. Colin's yeah. hard to pull out of and Kaitel's hard to pull out of. Is there? Is there? But hold on. Who is an unlikely athlete yeah. murderer? Yeah. I would oh, say yeah. OJ is sure. the all-time one. Sure. Yeah. He was the nicest guy. Yeah. Until you watch the documentaries, and it's like he beat the shit out of her right. all the time. The oh, first date. Yeah, we just didn't know that. Did you see the special they did? The lost. It just OG came out. Yeah. Position tapes. No, I think and I saw the the teaser of it where it was just always him going. Bro, that guy. Can we just? Can we be done? <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ! The guy just and had to cut away at every single little thing, and it just all added up. And he, you know, he never paid any of the money or whatever. But and oh. then. Um, so, so it's basically friend, him just confessing everything. No, no, he's just like, whatever it is, it's my fault. Did you ever hit her? No. Well, then why is it your fault? I don't know. Like, it was just that. Like, wow. but the guy was so rapid fire, and then he would change speeds like a pitcher. Wow. A uh, one arm pitcher, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, I think all time. All, their, all, all their first date, though, she okay. came home with her jeans like ripped. Really? Like ripped, violent ripped, and she said, "It's in she bought him an Abercrombie." It's in the special. <laughs> Forever twenty one, holler, stop, strawberry, strawberry, and uh, her buddy, who's in the documentary, was mm-hmm. like, "What's going on?" She goes, "Ah, he's just like a, he's really rough." It was like it was their first date. That's that's date one. That's when you're showing the best of yourself. Giving you the best that I got, baby. Yeah, I feel like you gotta like. <laughs> You gotta build up to the beats, right? <laughs> build yeah, up Lamata to the beats. Style. Yeah, Lamata wooed her. Was that Chuck like, you Finley? Wanna, you want to go for a ride in that car? <laughs> All right, I'll take you around the block. You want to come to my house, have a glass of water, sit close to me. It's like you're all the way across the room, right? <laughs> and then he becomes champion, and then he, you know, starts knocking her around because he thinks she's sleeping with his brother. 
I think uh, all-time all, all, all all-time most surprising uh, athlete murders has got to be Oscar Pistorius, the Blade Runner. I'm with you. Yeah. Let me write these down. I like this. <laughs> Pistorius? Yeah. I'm going to say OJ is way more... Because if you're born with no legs... <clears throat> right. No, and you're the Blade Runner guy, and you yeah. can't get in the regular Olympics, and you're like, you're not in the special, you don't have Down syndrome, you're not in the Special Olympics, so right. you got to do this Paralympic thing. Yes, I think in, I think you inherently have either uh, a kind streak mm-hmm. because of your condition, right? Or there's an under underneath of like uh, just like uh, fuck the world, how the just fuck like this huge huge chip on I, the shoulder. If I had legs, I'd be the white Carl Lewis. Yeah. But I'm not, so now I'm the first. Pistorius o- is Oscar Pistorius. Good. Yeah. And I like that he thought his girlfriend was an intruder while she was taking a shit. Right, because pre- that's pretty much intruder protocol. We all, we all know go that. go outside the box here, gentlemen. Uh, all right. Ray Carruth was a big surprise. Wow. Ray Carruth. We didn't know that. No, he didn't. <laughs> right? No. And then you find out like he was hiding in trunks and he yeah. stalked her for like two months and he's in fucking big boy jail forever now. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had to be hit a... He had a game plan. I think there's two lists, though. I think there's a list of, like, the people who did that were unlikely, and then I think there's a list of people who seem unlikely who probably have that just haven't gotten caught. Let's talk about the Let's guys. talk about those guys. Let's talk about Ricky Henderson. Let's talk about... <laughs> I will not have you... <laughs> Defile the name joking. of Ricky Henderson. Hey, ex-Mariner? <laughs> the mo- <laughs> well, he's an ex-everything, I think. Rupert Jones, deep into the Marinership. <laughs> Who's yeah. that? Uh, Harold Reynolds? Frank White. <laughs> <laughs> That could be Harold Reynolds. It's Frank White. Yeah, Frank White. Rupert Jones. Yeah. He's been in the love mariner-ship. Yeah. I, also, I, little Keith Jackson in there. Uh, yeah. We Ricky. are looking live. <laughs> Keith Jackson. the Rose Bowl. We're gonna play football. Oh, no, no, yeah. Aaron Hernandez, likely. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, Ray, listen. Ray Lewis did not kill anyone, so save it. Save right. your tweets. Obstruction <laughs> of justice. He pled out, yeah. and they sure. would have loved to have prosecuted Ray Lewis if they could have, but they couldn't. He didn't fit right. the bill. Here's what happened, because I'm tired of defending this fucking guy, but I will continue to defend Ray Lewis. I've met Ray Lewis many times. He's mm-hmm. a god. He's a, he's a great man. Yeah. And when he was coming, like you go to a party, like you guys, the podcast about last night podcast is going to the Super Bowl. I'm rolling with you guys. Yeah, like you do. And uh, Ralphie's rolling with us. Hope so. Whoever I don't know who your fucking friends are. Whoever you're Captain rolling. America Storm. Captain America Storm. <laughs> People you know from Universal Days. <laughs> Tony Danza. Samantha. Samantha's going to be Light. there. Jonathan. Judith Light will AKA be there. AKA Storm. Okay. Yeah. So there's 10 now. Dinklage wants to be in the crew, but I won't let him in. Yeah. Fuck so he's out. <laughs> he's out. So there's 10 of us. Yeah. It's really your thing. Okay. But there's already just 10 right there. Yeah. But I go, I'm going to bring my wife, her mm-hmm. brother. Mm-hmm. And I would like cats to come, man, man. Then, Sounds great. You know, Judith Light goes. You know, what about these four people? Then you, Ralphie's like, you know, my sons are gonna come, my daughter's gonna come. Yeah, I'm gonna bring Joey Diaz. Joey Diaz goes. I'm gonna. So that's what happened in the Ray Lewis thing at the Super Bowl, where it, it ballooned to like people brought people brought nine people cars. Yeah. Then there's a stabbing in like a parking outside a club. Mm-hmm. Ray Lewis is in like car number two. Right. And then everything freeze and the cops just go through and ask everybody. And Ray Lewis just did the neighborhood like, nah, I don't, I don't know. Don't know. I don't, and they, I don't know. And they go, really? And they put a Larry David Kirby enthusiasm going, in oh, really? You don't they know? put him in jail. Mm-hmm. And then they told him, we know you didn't do it, but you lied to the police. And he said, yes, I did. And I will plead guilty to that. Okay. And he was let out. He was never charged with attempted murder. That's it. 
So, so why do people think that he was? Because hey, nobody fact Reggie Jackson said fans don't boo nobody. <laughs> I'm surprised Reggie Jackson hasn't been murdered. He's like the biggest dick ever. Is he? I've heard that. I've heard you know this firsthand. No story. likes Reggie Jackson. Wow. Yeah. Why, why do you think? Why do you think that is? I mean, he's Mr. October for God's sakes. Maybe it's because of that. I was at a restaurant with Nick. In Newport Beach, eating, and then and and and, was and when you say Nick, you mean obviously Nikki Cox, Cox, your wife and writer of Man. your Happy uh, and a lot. special Happy and a Lot, which is now available, on right? iTunes, yeah, which is all brilliant. Proceeds going to charity. Listen to the whole all thing. All proceeds. Thank you. Spot brother. on, dude. Mm-hmm. You're a fucking juggernaut. It was like doing a mammoth play. I had to memorize all of her words, otherwise, because if I missed a sentence, I lost like seven minutes of callbacks. Yeah. No shit. I had to just go out for you know would you perform it for her like in the bedroom like no no. but i would come back and go i went like this like this she goes no no no. it has to go it's always a white lady it's always the husband and she's always named patty like you have to get it like but 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 then time but timing and delivery she's like that's your that's up to you that's yours she's she was raised like veal for kind you know she's watched steve martin tapes with her mom as like as a six-year-old jesus what were we talking about? Her and me were at a restaurant. Reggie yeah. Jackson was there with a girl. And I go over because it's fucking Reggie Jackson, right? Sure. And that it's old, like, hey, I'm in show business, you're in show business. Yeah. I, which, yeah. by the way, I love. I do too. My That's, wife's. It's, it's no way. Like, the we're going shit. to be Bette Midler after the show. She goes, No, we're not. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> that's the that's what we're doing. It's time for the showgirl to go on. What if she's mean? <laughs> what if she's not? Yeah. What if yeah. we hang out with Liza Minnelli gave us her fucking phone number and wow. we have, let's have lunch at PJ Clark's to my newest baby. Send us flowers. Jesus. Yeah, yeah Liza. That's unbelievable. There's always a possible Minnelli lunch. You know who's backstage, Liza Minnelli? I'm all calm. I don't know why I'm talking like you know why? Because I don't feel well and I have a scrunched eyebrow by default at him. Right. <laughs> so that goes right to we the go backstage at uh, Liza Minnelli she doesn't want to go never meet your heroes right I'm like well no, you know, Liza is exactly a hero of mine I mean that could be a cape you could call it that <laughs> we go backstage and who's back there Andre Leon Talley like editor of uh, Vogue uh, you know the, the editor of wow. Vogue just backstage Liza he's Minnelli? an enormous okay. gay black like 400 Ooh. pound black man he owns the room and he's looking at my wife and her Hermes stuff and her Cartier rings and, her, and she's and he's just look he's just checking her up and down uh-huh. like and like I dig what I'm saying and, and it was like do you feel judged at this point like are you guys nervous like is this gonna be no we pat, like it's she was dressed to yeah. impress and it's it's all work yeah. now who recognizes the editor of Vogue you or Nick I threw Nick Nick does immediately <laughs> And okay. I know him because she's like, he's exceptionally talented. Right. And when you read articles in Vogue, uh, they're actually exceptionally well written. Because I know you're a twink, but then... Yeah. No, I'm... Former twink. I am... Greg Proops and I have the continual uh, <laughs> argument. Um, am I the gayest straight guy or the straightest gay guy? <laughs> so Reggie Jackson. I mean, that's a book. Girl, yeah. Right? And I go up to him because Nomar Garcia Parra had just told me a story about Reggie Jackson and World Series rings. And he said, how can you never wear your World Series rings? And Reggie Jackson said, I've noticed when you win a World Series, there's like 700 rings go out. Like the secretaries, baggage handlers, clubhouse guy, uh, owner's family. Yeah, the guy that does the laundry. The laundryman. Everybody gets a World Series ring, right? The guys that paint the white lines, all those cats. Rita Rudner gets one by default. Rita Rudner. The guys that bring the white lines for the pitchers. Yes, bring the white lines for the 86 Mets. Doc Gooden. 
And then Reggie Jackson, to no more Garcia Parra, held up his Hall of Fame ring. And he goes, mm. but this ring? There's only one of these motherfuckers. It's got my name on it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn! <laughs> yeah, That's dude. a pretty baller move. Mic drop. So I go, and Reggie's got multiple World Series rings, and he's World Series MVP, yeah. but he don't yeah. wear any of them because everybody's got to. Wow. He, so I go up to him to tell him this story. Like, I know no more of this. And he goes, no more was hurt. He goes, he's still hurt, huh? I go, yeah. He goes, let me ask you a question. Why do you think all these guys are getting hurt now? Why do they all get hurt? And why are they staying hurt? And I said, I don't know. You know, maybe it's... Uh, you know, the way they can, I go through some rambling. He's, yeah. And he just goes, no. To my fit, no. Mm-hmm. I go, I don't know, maybe steroids? The body. He goes, no. Like I'm a fucking dick. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. What, like I'm wasting your time. What is he, your my tutor? wife <laughs> leans in yeah. over the table. She's wearing a low, really? Nick is wearing something low cut. <laughs> and her like, you could like, if you look right at her like chin, you could t- see her like her nipples like f- like hanging. <laughs> and she doesn't have hangers. She's not like Sandra Lee yeah. from the Food Network. Yeah. She's got like, she's got, she's got some hangers. Nice cut. And she leans in and you could see full tits. Mm-hmm. And Reggie Jackson's looking straight down the fucking barrel of Titty Town. Sure. And I'm like, hey. Mr. Hey, October. Hall of Famer, yeah, sure. You know what he need? Yeah. Well, Look I mean, at Mr. December. And- I mean, he's got great vision. She goes, I know why. Nice. She goes, I know why. And he goes, why is that, baby girl? He goes, and my wife goes, because they're all pussies. And he goes, big smile. He goes, that's right. That's right. And he goes, you guys have a good day. Wow. That was it. Wow. Because they're all pussies. But she said pussies like, yeah. I'll suck your dick. Sure. Yeah, that's a fun way to say it. Everything she says sounds like that. I mean. Really? She did a lap dance for Brad. She wouldn't let me put it on the YouTube channel. She did that. Because uh, I don't like the way I look. I'm in sweatpants. <laughs> let me get all cute and cute to her. Cute as sweatpants. Is it, like, I don't want her in makeup. Wow. I'm like Eric Roberts and Star Eddie, like, whoa, you're going to a picture? <laughs> no one wears makeup around here until I give the okay. Uh, drink seven for the first Eric Roberts reference yeah. on this podcast. I don't like, uh, she's just aqua sapone in Italian, soap and water, beautiful. You know? Yeah. Wow. You put makeup on, you're like, why did you put that shit on your face? You're so fucking beautiful. Aqua Sapone. Now, if you have another kid, would you ever name your Kiss kid? Kiss it each, I name him. Kiss it each. <laughs> Every time I say his name, six eye ties go, Ew, hey, it's all right. <laughs> Kiss it each. Okay. Now, speaking of your kids, your son, Meredith. Meredith Daniel, trash truck. Is, uh, how old is he now? Four years old. He's four years old. I'm scared to go to your house, Jay Moore, because your son <laughs> could beat me up. I have no, I, I have no doubt in that. There's a real fear there, huh? Yeah, he's. Like, I talk about Brad in my act with, in reference to my son, because he's the world's largest four-year-old. Yeah, on my Instagram, Jay Moore Sports. Yeah, he's huge. Uh, but he's like, but he, but he's not fat. No. He's no. just built. He's just a built like, dude. You look at him, you're like, that's a fat guy. And then he takes his shirt off, and I do jokes on stage. About like it's kind of like having a Russian landlord, because he wa- he loves jeans. He's obsessed with jeans, and he walks around the house in jeans, mm-hmm. no shoes, no shirt. But his arms are out because he has like lats. So like a weightlifter, he's kind of walks around with his arms out. So like I'll be doing dishes. He has lats. He does, and he'll like ask me shit that like a Russian landlord would ask. Like weird. I'm not really sure about this English thing, but yeah. I do want to talk to you about nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll be doing dishes. He'll go, hey. Hey, excuse me? Do you like jeans? 
And I go, yeah, buddy, I like jeans. He goes, I like jeans. I like dark jeans. And then he fucking walks away. <laughs> and you can totally see that, like, hey, hey, hey. Uh, you like jeans? I like dark jeans, my friend. I like dark jeans. Dark jeans, really good. So I got to talk about him on stage. And when I say Meredith, the crowd always goes like, what? That's a no. girl. And I explain the fact that he's named after my father-in-law, mm-hmm. Meredith Avery Cox, a rocket scientist. One time. Okay. You guys don't know this. My older boy, when he was about four and a half, was giving me such fits. Mm-hmm. I was having a panic attack in my old house. I had just met Nick, about six months into being with Nick. And I said, count to five. It's like a school activity. And he was going one, 50, 11, five, one. And I was like, no, stop. And like this went on for like a half hour. Really? And I started to like it. I knew he knew it. I don't know why he was acting this way. And I got like... You're a dad for the first time. You're like freaking out. Like count to five. Count to fucking five. This was like your real first test. Like what? Like this is crazy making. And I got down on my knees because I don't want to shout. And I prayed to God for patience. Mm-hmm. And then my doorbell rang and it was Meredith Cox. So I prayed for patience. He rang my doorbells. I tell the audience, I named my son after an answered prayer. Wow. And Meredith Avery Cox. Meredith comes from Scotland. We brought it back with pizza from <laughs> Europe from World War II. It's a man's name. It means Lord, not Lord S, Lord of the Sea. Meredith means Lord of the Sea. And my father-in-law, That's way better than Meredith, Poseidon, by the way, is a level five classified CIA rocket scientist. He built Ooh. the rocket that the Hubble telescope is on using math. So kiss my ass. <laughs> oh, <laughs> longer, way longer pause on yeah. stage. Yeah, man. So kiss my ass. People Mer- erupt. Meredith. Mer- yeah. But I talk about Brad because he came over and my son's in the front yard with like the little fake lawnmower. And he sized them up and was like, oh, what, do, what are you like wearing? Caddy, they get out their eyeball to eyeball for like a minute. My son looks at me and goes, how come this boy has a car? <laughs> In true religion jeans. These are, I just got regular dark Levi's. Not yet. He wasn't potty trained yet. No oh, jeans. Oh, shit. No jeans yet. I go, his parents are way cooler than yours. <laughs> Brad does have cool ass parents. He does. Will Baranza keeps it under his hat, the parent thing. Yeah. I mean, we had we, we, we had his mom on the podcast. She's been on twice, Puddin'. Yeah. And, uh, his name is Puddin'. Puddin'? Oklahoma Jew. Are you being serious? Puddin'? Yeah. I call my wife Puddin'. Are you fucking serious? Oh, my God. Hey, it's like brothers. Hey, hey Puddin'. Yeah, she uh, she's an Oklahoman Jew, and so my grandpa, her name really is Carolyn, but he called her like his little Pudney, and then Puddin stuck. And then you meet her, you're like, oh yeah, you're fucking What's Pudney. Pudney mean? Pudney? I don't know. Like is that a little a Jew thing. Is that is that? I, like, I think that was just like an infectious, like you know, honey bunch, like Pudney, like is that a little like chutney, like you spread Pudney on your matzah. Brad, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> All right, these guys got to have some shit out. <laughs> like, there's no reason for you to insert Jewish into that equation. Yeah, exactly. I, what is what I, is the, what like is the deal with Jews? <laughs> Always telling you they're Jewish. What uh, I want to know. You know, what... my mom's from Oklahoma, and being a Jew, my yeah. dad called her pudding. I don't know. That makes no sense, Adam. <laughs> Well, what'd you do this weekend? Well, we went out on David's boat. I sat in the front and um, I had on my blue bathing suit because I'm a Jew. <laughs> like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. There's people that do that all the time that will insert yeah, like Jews. race affiliation. <laughs> Jews. So funny. Oh, uh, you know what brother oh, that I, I love? Well, yeah. They'll tell no matter where they're from, they'll use that city as the reason you should never fuck with them. <laughs> Like, but they'll remember, casually I, insert it or what? No, no, there's nothing casual about yeah. it. But like, it's not the fact that like I'm a grown up and you startled me, or mm-hmm. like I'm a black. Hey, you don't roll up on a black man. It's always like their weird city 
Like, I remember uh, <laughs> Steve Harvey had to get a mic put on and, like, best name, something on Fox Sports. Yeah. And my friend Puma, who's a black guy, had to go put the mic on him. And he goes, oh, oh hey, man, don't roll up on a black man from Cleveland now. <laughs> don't, oh, whoa, whoa. You just don't, you just don't. And he's like, big, like, I, I, you just don't roll up on That's a Cleveland so brother like that. That's so perfect. Mm -mm, and no. It, and it doesn't Mike even have to be, like, like hey, Indianapolis, don't fuck with me now. <laughs> Is there some city that a black guy could reference that wouldn't have any legitimacy? Des Moines, Iowa. Like easy, no, easy on a Bakersfield, so. man. You Just, gotta... I think the black is the legitimacy. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah and that, and Just, that, and that's it. Because even if you don't know that city, you're like, wow, things must be really tough in Indianapolis. Man, you know better to roll up on a motherfucker <laughs> from Fort Wayne. <laughs> no, I, I told you I'm from Bothell, Washington. Did you not hear me? Did you not hear me? Nice. Uh, I had a buddy that used to reference like the uh, race of people as if it was imperative for the story. So like if he told me, be like, dude, I was at the park last week, the fucking the one right next to the zoo, and we're hanging out. And it was me, Mike, and John, and uh, and there's a big group of pigeons, right? And fucking John rushes up on this big group of pigeons. John's black, by the way, and he rushes up on the pigeons, and they all freak out and fly away. It's fucking hilarious. I'm like, why the fucking why do we need to know that John was black? And he's like, oh, because he's Cause the I don't I don't know but the pit but he's fucking black and he ran up against pit. I was like oh, did the pigeons run away because he's black or did does Mike two black guys hate pigeons and liberal. he's like I yeah. just feel like you needed to know <laughs> the other way pigeons are what notoriously liberal yeah. liberal yeah. so it's odd them yeah. cardinals uh, I will say this my mental image of a black guy running through a whole bunch of pigeons <laughs> makes you very happy wait yeah, yeah. Like I smile and so yeah. white guy through pigeons. <laughs> Oh, who cares? I think like those Seen wings it. close to me because I remember jogging like through seagulls and they all got like I thought they would fly away, but they all. You remember jogging through seagulls? Was that the beginning of a Kenny Loggins song? And I ran, <laughs> I ran to my way. I was on the beach jogging and there's a whole like hundreds of seagulls and I clapped my hands and kept jogging and I thought they would like fly away. They mm -hmm. just kind of flew up like four feet like eye level. And they're like, oh, they're fucking nasty wings. I was like, ah! By the way, but this went horribly thank wrong. You, thank you for saying four feet is eye level and being very sensitive to me yeah. being here, Jay Moore. I know what's up. Okay. Just because your feet don't touch the ground don't mean you're not a human being. Brad did this trick when we said, you know what's great about just um, uh, being friends with somebody for a long time? And you spend so much time with them, but then I think Brad and I, we're coming up on six, seven years now yeah. of a lot of time, but there's still things that you learn about somebody. Like we sat courtside. We <laughs> I already fucking love this we, story. We sat, we sat courtside. Brad's a Catholic, by the way. Yeah, I know this. <laughs> <laughs> we're sitting courtside. You're not, you're not are you? No. Nah, we're you sitting. No. Nah, oh, you're a Jew. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We're sitting courtside at a Laker game. He's got his drink. We get It was free, free food Friday on this Laker game, right? Yeah. The woman <laughs> comes up. She goes. recent. Yeah. She That's goes. She comes up, she goes, it's free food Friday, anything you want. I'm like, I will have the sushi. And Brad goes, and I will have everything, and do we get to play as well? Uh, and then he has his vitamin water, and it's down on the ground. And then uh, I just all of a sudden see in the corner of my eye him put his vitamin water in between both feet, toss it up to himself, catch it, open it up in one motion. I'd n I've been best friends with him for seven years, Jay. Never seen him toss a fucking drink up with his feet. And I look over, I go, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and he goes... Trick. That's what how I, I get my beverages. Yeah. I, Why don't you just bend down to pick them up? That takes too much time. <laughs> I understand. It, it's way, and it's not nearly well, as cool it's as, not nearly as, as cool. like grabbing something with your feet and then flipping it up. Yeah, it does it does one single rotation. Yeah. And then, he, he you, then you catch it perfectly. It's like Sinatra with the hat. 
Really? Right? Brad, you're the Sinatra of fucking courtside beverages. I am. You're the Sinatra of little people <laughs> courtside at Laker games when they're so bad they offer free food so people will show up. Um, Sushi, at, that's what you had. Yeah. Well, Sushi. Let's go to food. downtown LA yeah. into a basketball gym. <laughs> we got other stuff. Let's get sushi. Raw look fish, good. Maybe some octopi. Yeah. I feel like the bus family takes a lot of pride in the way their sushi is prepped. Mm-hmm. Probably not. It, it, listen, it was delightful. Maybe... I have a I have like a sushi at a sushi restaurant, steak at a steak restaurant, yeah. Yeah. crab legs at yeah. a fucking crab leg place rule. What do you eat when you're courtside at a liquor game then? Hot dogs. A many, yeah. many, so many meat hot dogs. in tube form. Brian Koppelman, the director and writer, wrote Rounders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. He's, he's a buddy of yours or what? Yeah, he'll be, he'll be in your podcast. He's Are you fucking guy. serious? Yeah, he, that, he directed that movie with uh, Ben Affleck and Justin Timberlake. That was a bomb. Oh. Ben Affleck was like this big mafia uh, gambling king. Yeah. Man. And I auditioned to be an FBI agent, and I was at the table read, and then he gave it to Anthony Mackie, so I break his balls all. Like, yeah. if you wanted to go black, just say, like, why did I do the dog and play? He goes, well, ah, you know, whatever. Brian Kaltman took me to a Knicks game, and he... Uh, like the next day, he goes, in my life, I've never seen anyone eat the amount <laughs> and with the fervor and the time. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's on. Like, it's crazy. Like, like I'm could, like Anthony Bourdain when I go. Could I you give Kobayashi a run for his money? No, if you really not had quite. To. No. But I am like three hot dogs and then like a sausage. And then let me try the roast beef. And then I'm like, where is the candy man? Bite the ends off, use them as a straw for my coke. Oh, that's ah, the best. What's up? That's the best, yeah. You know what's up? That's the, uh, that's mm. the best trick ever. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Have you, uh, we're all big sports fans. Have you ever been in a game and fantasized about being the uh, snack guy and like the cool peanut guy and making the long distance tosses? At the Kingdom in Seattle, Washington, growing up, w- during our losing seasons, that front, which for was sure helped. the 80s. Fuck you. There was definitely uh, uh, a few people that helped us get through those times, and this one peanut guy, rest in peace, he passed away like four years ago, would throw behind the back peanut bags from no joke, like 50 feet away. Yeah, he got hit with a bag of pretzels from the pretzel guy who was like, you're upstaging me. Yeah. No, but seriously, uh, it was unreal. As a kid, you're like, holy shit, he made the job look cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. I've never thought, like, I wish I was doing that. Mm-hmm. Any job at the, so at the game. so sweaty. Yeah, you're right. And there's such a, like, they have smudged glasses. That's like, it's such a sad life before they you get could, to the ballpark. You could tell. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, before, you're right. This is this is it. Like the lady that, like, kind of draws her hair on or the eyebrows get drawn yeah. on too high yeah, so she yeah, looks yeah. surprised all the time. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah Oh, yeah. my God, I had, a, I had a flight attendant yesterday, which it was... She walked down the aisle, and yes, the eyebrows were drawn on way too high. And she's super pissed. Like, and, well, like you, she keeps going, "What? What did I say?" <laughs> I woke up from a nap. You, you see a flight attendant with eyebrows that high. I'm like, we must be hitting like some major turbulence right now because she's shocked as shit. Yeah. Like, and and you know when you see the flight attendants panic, that's when that's when you start getting. That's scared. when real panic settles in. You when yeah. they go, um, flight attendants, please be seated. You're like, what the fuck. <laughs> But I'm always sleeping, so I don't care. You always sleep on planes? Oh, yeah. 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 They're like, it's a two-hour flight. I'm like, could you stretch it out? I got three in me. Nice. No movies or books or anything. I'll read a little bit. I was flying back from, uh, where was I? Houston. Mm-hmm. And I bought this book about the la- one of these guys in the Nixon White House. That, you know, Bob Woodward wrote The President's Man or whatever. And it's like the last of The President's Man. Like, this, finally guy, this guy finally went on the record. And I just love Oval Office yeah. stuff. So I read a little bit about, and then it's just 
boom, like we're here. Like you hit the tarmac, like wakes you up. Uh, what do you you love Oval Office stuff? Just everything. I love presidential history. Yeah. No kidding. Love it. That's oh. something that I did not know about you, Jay Moore. Really? Yeah. Like so, so much so that you, um, what would like to be involved some way, or it's just something that's a hobby to be like no, that? No, it's like that's what I. I yeah. mean, I could read. Well, can you inform us on the Brad and I? Here's here's our knowledge of the last debate. Boy, Hillary is really having a tough time smiling. Boy, it doesn't burn. fucking matter because you're voting for a necktie. Yeah. And no one. I just wrote a blog about this at jmore.com. <laughs> Get your blue Heyman shirts and hang out with me backstage. Oh, yeah. We'll give a whole big Jay Moore push at the beginning. Here's here's the thing. Whoever, and this is what I wrote in the blog. Whoever you vote for, let's say you're an electrician. You got your own van. The name's on the side. You make a pretty good living. You're doing all right. You can go on vacation once a year for about a week to 10 days. Eh, take your wife to about two concerts a year. And every once in a while, you go, fuck it, Legoland with the kids. And you're all right. <laughs> yeah. That's great. No one is going to affect that unless they bring on the end of the world as we know it or unless they do something where like Canada invades fucking Detroit <laughs> like no, that will you are never we're going taking to be the red wings affected <laughs> by these men and or women god forbid they elect a woman yeah. like George Bush like we went to Iraq right we we seized every oil field in the Middle East all of them why not put a rope around one of them and have a lottery. All the oil that comes out of this one, tick, 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 Tacoma, Washington. Guess, <laughs> guess who's got five cent gas this week? Wow. Like, we could have done it. Just in time for the Boys to Men concert. Yeah. And I asked my father-in-law, who's enmeshed in this sure. sort of things. Meredith. And he goes, well, you can't do that. It's illegal. I'm like, the fucking whole thing was illegal. We went in, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I, so... Like, even that, like, your oil didn't get cheaper. It was a war. No blood for oil. That's eh, fucking $4 a gallon. What are you talking about? So, uh, Nothing so, you, no one is going to affect you, Adam Ray, mm-hmm. You unless they go, like, prohibition, no more booze and comedy. Yeah. Right. Then we got a problem. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if, if, if Trump is running on a no beer in comedy club stance. <laughs> Let me tell you about beer, Brad Williams. <laughs> nice. Here's the thing. Uh, it doesn't matter. And yeah. you know what? Even with Trump, you're saying it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter because Senate and Congress will just tell him to go fuck himself and they won't pass anything he does. So mm-hmm. then he'll have to like either play nice or have press conferences daily about how the Senate is fucking him. He's never going to win anyone over. So vote for comedy is what you're saying. That's what I vote for me and my wife. New party. Not Democrat, not Republican. <laughs> Block party. <laughs> <laughs> Parents are day drunk and you ghost ride your bike down the junior high stairs. Block party. Uh, new that. Kids on the Block has a song called Block Party. Two you have, you have to play that. You have to play band. that at every. I mean, we're pretty much required at, the, at this point. I uh, ju- uh, Adam went on a cruise where he was uh, the opening act for New Kids. So oh, really? Last yeah. weekend. Yeah, Let's get so, to that. So he's got, yeah, so he's got a lot of Look, new kids references. I'm not a Democrat or a Republican mm-hmm. because I wouldn't legitimize either party with my affiliation. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those were like, we're for less crime, better education, more jobs. Like, what, the other guys for like shitload of crime? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I, I think it's a, uh, what was it? Uh, I think uh, Brian Regan has a great bit about that. I mean, Brian Regan has a great bit about everything. But, uh, yeah. Take luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of like, of like you. People have these outlandish campaign ads where it's like, 
this guy voted to taser nine-year-olds. And he's like, no, he didn't. He voted for something that would allow a police officer to use excessive force. Do you like that- Quiznos, Turkey Ranch, yeah. and Swiss sandwiches? Because <laughs> this guy wants you to not have them anymore. <laughs> you know what? And I, a, I, have you and- watch him eat your sandwich. Yeah. Just like the politicians can be bought by all the lobbyists, yeah. mm-hmm. I make no bones about it. The first party that goes like, hey, you know what? We will pay for all of your travel for the rest of your stand-up. Mm-hmm. As long as you're a stand-up, yeah. I'm like, look who's a Democrat. <laughs> I'll have like, Go a fuck, I'll have like the logo behind me on stage. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably most me. people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, some hey, money. Why can't Why can't comics get sponsors like NASCAR drivers? I don't know. I, I would wear a fi- I, I would wear a fire suit with uh, M and M's right right across my grill. That's a lot of great free marketing too. Like yeah. if you How many M's like would a- fit on your chest? Though? <laughs> I mean, one. But okay, it'd be it'd be M M one. <laughs> it'd be M, and I have to turn around for the other N M. But you know, I like you, Dosey Doan in your act. So talk about new kids. This is amazing. Well, it was it was cool. Have you ever been? I mean, on any concert cruise? Have I ever been on a cruise with new kids on the block? No, Adam, I have not. Well, I knew the answer to that question. I can't believe you asked me I'll that I'll again. I'll I'll <laughs> Jeez. What if that's just my angle for the next fifteen years? No, what what uh, have you opened for Benzo in your uh, uh, comedy career? Uh, I'm sure you have. I yeah? did a benefit two years ago at Amphitheater here in L.A. and it was for um, Wayne Kramer from MC5 mm-hmm. Jail Guitar Doors. He gives guitars to prisoners that life without parole, like so they can do something with their lives. Wow. I was like, mm, not exactly my cup of tea, charity-wise. Like, sure. I'd rather feed the hungry, but it's Wayne Kramer. Tom Morello was going to be there. Nice. So he, um, the Blasters got reunited. So Tom Morello goes out. I MC. I go out first, and I bring up the next guy. Uh, Jackson Brown was there. It was Holy cool. shit. Wow. And then Billy Bragg. And then I, uh, I'm just watching the show, having a good time. And uh, his wife comes up to me, Wayne Kramer's wife, goes, listen, we're actually running uh, under... I need you to go up after Morello and do about like 20 minutes. After and I Tom was like, Morello? <laughs> I look out, he's got the guitar behind his head. He's doing the national anthem. <laughs> like Hendrix. And you're, yeah, about to, you're about to come the, out and do the some guy, Sandler. The, the, guy, the, the, yeah, the guy can make his guitar sound like a turntable. You're like, yeah, go on after that. Just went out. Well, I, you just act like it never happened. Just go out and do walking. Mm-hmm. Like, I have no idea what happened before I got here. It's just that complete energy of... Um, Has that always been your uh, kind of mentality in a show happened. like... No, nothing happened till I got fucking standing here right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh. and then and, and you're a, and and you're a big music guy. Uh, I know uh, you have told me before that you think you were at SNL for the best time in their music. I like, don't think it. I know it. It's like, not even close. Yeah, like in, ter- in terms of the live bands you had. Yeah, my first week at SNL was Nirvana. Holy shit! And then shit. the second week was Cypress Hill and <gasps> Shannon Doherty. Bit of a drop off. <laughs> Then uh, Wait, I don't know. That was the sketch though when Sandler did the crazy uh, girlfriend, right? Where... Yeah, that's also where Psychic Friends Network got uh, cut for the crazy girlfriend sketch that got Fuck. added at the last second. Oh. And, but it doesn't matter because it went on week three with Aerosmith there, so yeah. it's a cooler show. Yeah. yeah, Bonnie Raitt, Eric Clapton, Buddy Guy sat in with a band and wasn't even like announced. Like oh, he was there for like so two he's weeks. Just there. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Beastie Boys. Holy shit. During um, Check Your Head. Can we get yeah. this concert cruise together? <laughs> I grab a microphone, I fuck it up. It's like, oh, you cursed. <laughs> Was that the crit? I mean, out of all those acts, I mean, were they all Nothing. just. I think Nirvana doing Rape Me in rehearsal was 
um, other level because they it's also your first week, right? So there's a lot of yeah, emotions. Yeah, but I didn't know. I thought soundcheck was like just for like, how are you, is it all right? Mling, strum, strum. Right. And they did Ray the song. Me. You know how I'm going to do it. That. Yeah. yeah. Then they did the song, and I was like, he's not going to have a voice left. Because like he, he was it. screaming it. So, like, there was, they do it exactly, and all bands. Yeah. With the exception of Stone Temple Pilots, where Scott Weiland wouldn't sing to save his voice. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we don't know what your audio sounds like when you sing. We need you to just, can you, can you just make words up? Like, they really tried <laughs> to work with this guy. Yeah. So, did Ashley Simpson, what did she do for her rehearsal then? Well, I she, wasn't there then. Well, she, right, but, but I'm just she curious. She sat on the toilet and played <laughs> Candy Crush. <laughs> I made more money than all of us combined yeah, in one hour. I know. That's true. Uh, but Sweet Emotion was big. I was just going to ask, what was Aerosmith? Because that was one of those songs. Like, Rape Me was brand new off in utero. And then I remember, I'm not like, I never give Aerosmith enough credit. And then I'm standing on the side of the stage during rehearsal. There's like 15 people in the studio. You're alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're just moving cameras around and getting the sound. And then just all of a sudden, Joe Perry's air, whoa, wow, that air box. Yeah. yeah. And just my whole body, you get goosebumps and then you get goosebumps where you go, am I going to pass out? Like, this is weird. Like, I didn't realize how like arrow to the heart. Right. That and, well, and like, it's yeah. so weird because it's not like, like you said, it's not, they're playing like they're in a stadium. It's an empty But for place. no one. It's an empty space. Yeah. And the crew is just kind of doing their thing. No one's really paying. Camera two, camera three, like, I need you over there. I need two shot of these guys, this. The drummer's got a riff in the middle, so why don't we move camera three over here? You don't, they don't stop the band. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're in their head, though, as they're kind of directing traffic, like going like, holy shit, this is fucking incredible? Or are they so locked into their jobs? Every guy there in 1993 was there from 1977. Wow. Everyone. Yeah. Like, if there was a new guy, they, like, you could be a 60-year-old guy that came in in 1980, and mm-hmm. they called you rookie. <laughs> like, the stage managers, the cue card guy, Wally, uh, everyone was there from day one. They never left. Wow. Why would you? Yeah. Yeah. It's a 20-week year. And, and, yes, and did you I make a that, point? Like, robot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, did, did you make a point to, because I know Mike Myers said, like, you would make a point to watch, like, every band just because it's like, when is Well, yeah, well, I had no sketches to be yeah. rewritten. So <laughs> me being in the rewrite room was idiotic. And just it, all it did is point out the fact, like, hey, you didn't really do anything this week, did you? <laughs> so I would act like I was going to the bathroom and I would just take the elevator from 17 to 8. Mm-hmm. And just watch them and then come back. But here's the key. If you're going to do this trick at work, just come back with wet hands. <laughs> like just go into the sink. Like, just rub your hands as you're walking back in the office. Obviously, you came from the bathroom. Yeah, 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 yeah. crazy. <laughs> which, which it's not like, like you went to another floor yeah. to watch Aerosmith. He's not crazy. Look and at you would hands. never He's come out hands. of the bathroom with, like, wet. Like, I would never come out of a public bathroom with wet hands anyway. But it's like. But to cover it up. Yeah. Sure. Which, uh, they never give me napkins. Uh, <laughs> your first stand-up gig was at 16. I find that uh, fascinating because I started at 25. I don't know when you started. Like, Ni- uh, 19. Yeah. yeah. But And that seems uh, about right. Young, yeah. yeah. But yeah. 16, all I ever heard about, I don't know, is like Chappelle started, what, 14? And 16 also to... Here's what people don't know about Chappelle. When Chappelle first came up, he was the he was a storyteller. He would he would tell stories. It wasn't like white guy, black guy. Like, fictitious, hey, Dave, fic- I'm yeah. afraid. My white friend Neil said, Dave, we might get pulled over by the police, Dave. Were they real stories or fictitious stories? They were real stories, but his brother would like put him in the dryer. Like his brother thought it was funny, and he tried to explain to his brother, I'm, I'm fucking four years old, I'm trying to explain to an 11-year-old, this might kill me. 
Like he had amazing stories. Like yeah. no one. That's why it was Chappelle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I thought it kind of took a turn. And the fatal flaw I've noticed. Well, there's no flaw because he sells out Carnegie Hall, and I'm an Uncle Spudgy's Chuckle Hut for a bucket of chicken and a Subway token, man. That's a good gig, man. You make contacts. No, and if, and if you make good bonus, thing. you get a second Subway token. Second Subway token, <laughs> but you got to hit the bonus, man. You got to hit bonus, man. People love Barry on this podcast, by the way. The thing with uh, Chappelle is a, a lot of his punchlines, he delivers in a white voice. Mm -hmm. Not as a white guy. I'll give you an example. This will blow your mind. And now you'll, it'll never. He's my favorite comic. I'm going to ruin You're like telling me that Griffey uses I'm steroids right now. Well, he doesn't. Yeah. But he did strip his bat down and then color it in Sharpie to get one ounce lighter. How about that? I mean, you, you know go. what? I said that to Guthrie on my podcast. And he goes, I don't like that you just outed Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. as an artist. <laughs> Hey, maybe in long relief, but he's fucking funny. <laughs> Who knew he was a sculptor? That's he, great. He may have an ERA of nine, That's but so he brought a good joke. That's so funny. Here's the thing with Chappelle. Yeah. It's going to ruin it for you. Oh. He'll do a punchline in a white voice, just prep. not as a white. Like, I think I know what you're talking about. I'll give you an about. example. You know why they don't take black people hostage? You never see a black guy hostage. You know why they don't take black people hostage? Because we're bad bargaining chips. You've seen that joke? Yeah. Okay. Eight minutes later, I'm driving down the south with my white friend, Neil, and my friend, Neil, goes, Dave, you better be careful. Like, well, no, that was you. How could that be your friend, Neil, when yeah. you just did that voice as yeah. you with that bit? Oh, so he, so his And by the way, voices... Neil Brennan never fucking said, slow down, Dave, I'm frightened. <laughs> I miss you, pal. I bought him his first beer. What? Limelight, 16 Heineken. Not sponsored. <laughs> Wow. No kid. Were you guys buds? Yeah, very well. We all were together then. It was like... Because that, that, that was the New York scene. Yeah. And then you come out to LA and there's really no scene. Everybody's stretched out. And when you break balls, they get their fucking pussies in a wad. And you go... It takes you like six years to realize, oh, it's not me. It's them. <laughs> and then do you think coming up with those kind of comics... Well, how are we? What's up? New kids on the block on a cruise ship. No, no, no. Oh, we'll okay. get back to that. That's, no, 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 no. No, no, no. I mean, that's that's a. Let me come on your podcast and tell all the stories. All right. <laughs> um, which is more stories. Remember, I was like, get on you know, guys, I'm kind of sick. If you could like tell a good story in the middle, that would help me a lot. <laughs> I do remember that, but we've already talked about new kids on this podcast. Yeah, we, we can talk a, about we it again and get your insights. But I'd love to do it on your podcast. More stories. There's no yeah. angle you have. Did you meet them? Joy McIntyre is a good buddy of mine. I hung out with him the entire time. You know, and all right, I opened for their why concerts. Why you stand up? Why are you getting all crazy? <laughs> he guy left his chair. He's very passionate about new kids. <laughs> Joey Mac's friends with everybody, by the way. It is. You went, if you've been to the MTV Beach House, you're friends with Joey McIntyre. <laughs> Give me a break. I don't know. I, I, would, I would love to see how many comedians. Let me know when you're hanging out with Danny. Then I'll be impressed. <laughs> That fucking gorilla don't leave his cage. <laughs> Chest and tries. Chest and tries. Oh, 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 oh. He did tell uh, me. He did he's tell me, he did tell me before I went ape. up, he was like, he's like, you should talk about how tan people are on this boat. He's like, they're all, no one's using sunscreen. They're all super fucking burnt. <laughs> yes. I, I like the day. And and I, but I went with it. I yes ended it and I go, yeah. And then I started doing like some mummy walk because I was like, they are all walking like this because none of them, you know, the women on these boats, none of them know how to pace themselves with alcohol or with sunscreen. So they're burnt and fucked up and they're tripping downstairs and it's glorious. Um, Don't worry, Jay. If you get jealous, I can get you on a two live crew <laughs> cruise, man. 
I do not want to be on that one. <laughs> no, I'll get you on later. Weezer like started it, I think. Yeah. yeah. There yeah. are some bands where I'm like, mm, I got to think of the fan base for mm-hmm. new kids. A lot of screaming. Because it's screaming. girls like reliving like their 13, 14, 15 year old selves. Yep. So I'm like, mm. you go Weezer and like, eh, that might be a little too fucking hip for the room. Everybody. There you go. Did you hear all that sound playing? Not one guy's holding an instrument. <laughs> full fucking orchestra. Just, just dancing. Full guy, full guy hit and play. It's like when you see uh, like the Pesh mode, you're like, um, I hear three guitars, but there's four keyboards on stage. <laughs> Reach out and touch me. Who's doing that? Cruise. There's no drummer. That would be a great cruise. You know the guy who runs these... Um... I want a Jane's Addiction cruise. Oh. Wow. Just walk right yeah. out. Show would start at 3 a.m. <laughs> you can't corral Perry. The guy who runs these cruises goes, he goes, you know what you got to do? He goes, come on the Backstreet Cruise. He goes, fans are 10 years younger and mostly Brazilian. And I take a hit of this weed pen. I go, you fucking pervert. What are the dates? And I was just like, for sure, let's talk about it. No, I'm not going to go on that. I got loyalties to new kids now. Well, I mean, so it's like Jets and Sharks. <laughs> so, so, so who's, the, who's the Sharks? Like, who's, who's their company? The Backstreet. Oh, yeah. Backstreet of the Sharks, because they yeah, were the they fucking... They sing Siberia, man. You can't fuck with Siberia, bro. <laughs> New Kids got, ain't got shit on the way Backstreet Boys put their songs together, man. I don't know. Oh, I mean, I mean, <laughs> Adam's very pro-New Kids, so, I like, know. it's like, they hey, fighting words You on go podcast. on a cruise and see how much your loyalty <laughs> rises. Like I said, I can be bought. The first, you yeah. know, uh, company that goes, hey, uh... How do you feel about that? There's this new drug to make sure babies get coughs. <laughs> I'll be like, I'm not. That's I'm not, the fucking funniest I don't, thing I've ever. I don't think I'm into that no, at all. No, not but at here's all. The thing. We, whatever you not at all, Jim bodies, Abbott. Why are you pitching we're gonna give you a baby grand pills? Cash each show. Yeah, you put the banner up on the wall, and you'll never go in your pocket for a hotel or travel. Well, I guess who's promoting the cough medicine? <laughs> I mean, we, you know. It really is a, uh, a nuisance cares? of a thing to handle, huh? Because yeah. tr- you're, uh, I read this about you too, where I think it was post Gary Unmarried, maybe post Last Comic, where you said you were going back on the road. It was, it was an article where you were talking about running on the beach and you It was were- my blog. Okay. Like, I'm a stand up. What yeah. am I worried about? Yeah. Here's the thing. You said, I'm always a comic. Like, I'll, you know, and yeah, I was like, what am I going to do? And I was like, why don't you just do what you've been doing your whole life? Here's the thing Gary Unmarried. You know, between season one and two, I booked all this stand-up because mm. during this tour, I'm going to get a phone call to either let me know that my hopes and dreams are shattered and my sitcom is no longer, or I got picked up for a second year and I'm going to make a lot of fucking money, at least for one more year. Yeah. Don't worry, I'll get you a guest star on Bill Bellamy's sitcom, man. Bill Bellamy? You <laughs> nothing, man? It's Janet Jackson, he's got the headset on, man. <laughs> I'm on the road. I'm in Spokane. I'm going there Friday. Holy shit. 1,400 seat theater. Mm-hmm. I've sold 500 tickets. Mm-hmm. And I said to the promoter, well, I guess I'm never coming back. And then driving, as he's pulling out of his parking spot, he goes, oh, no. And I admired his honesty. I'm not joking. <laughs> and I'm sitting yeah. in a hotel room. I get the phone call. Gary O'Marriott is picked up for season two. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing in Spokane? I'm a TV guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, obviously, if I had sold, obviously, if I had sold fourteen hundred tickets, I would have been very happy about it. Right. Sure. 
And, but but then once that's why Spokane yeah. will never see me again. That's why I took. <laughs> but they will see me this Friday. <laughs> Go on. Does this come out in time for your plug? No, no, no. no. This will be. Uh, so you had, so you had a great time in Spokane. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved it. Thank you so much, Bing Crosby Theater. But it, it, it's, it's Bing it's that Crosby Theater. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's right. And they got that hotel. It's like 600 seats. There's that one hotel in Spokane, and the whole hotel is like, you know, Will Rogers once was here for a night. Oh, God. And like everything's like leopard print. And like, Jay Moore was, but then he left. <laughs> and he'll never come back. And, and you know, Tom, our thoughts and prayers go out to the people at Polestar that had to count up the Jay Moore ticket couch in Spokane. Jay <laughs> Moore! Yo, are you uh, are you pumped? Tracy's back. Of course. I mean, yeah, I haven't I haven't seen for the better SNL or worse. Yet, Fuck you. This is worse. <laughs> That's a great line, man. Amazing. Lost in the insanity of him are sentences that are so great. Yeah. Like when he's coming home so drunk, he goes vomit on your gas tank. <laughs> like that sentence. Like you come home all fucked up. Yeah. And he goes in the house, but then he throws it back. Vomit on the gas tank cap. <laughs> And you're like, whoa. Yeah, you can't write that shit. And the white goes, I'm sick of this shit, Jimmy. Sick of it. Fuck you. You said better or worse. This is worse. <laughs> I'm like, that's a great joke. That, that, it's the best comeback ever. This is worse. Yeah. You, yeah, you, you agreed to this. Uh, uh, it, it, it's, that's, it, it's just such an amazing story in terms of how he's back now. But then, and then even now, he's going up and doing stand-up. We never stop doing this shit. No, and people go like, are you on tour? And I try to explain to civilians, we the tour never stops. There's yeah. never a... Um, Three months we go on... T- no, it's like, all year. There's no, there's no jacket with dates on the back and like a picture <laughs> of a lion. And you're like, that was great in 2015 when he went after it. And it was called the fucking Search Bing Tour. <laughs> Crosby Theater, something. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, no, we just... Our calendars are full. Then yeah. they're empty. Then they're full. We what's, the, uh, what's the... Buddy Hackett quote that he said to you, uh, were the guys that... Oh, to be a Nagasaki, were the women to the bucky, and the men say, woo, wacky, woo. <laughs> that one? That one, yes. But then, and, 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 that, and that's on a bumper sticker that I have. But uh, what is it, like, uh, no one could ever tell you what to do because they, no one else walked the last 10 feet, or... I was arguing with executives at a network that I won't say, because mm-hmm. I might have something really cool going on with them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And I was like, oh, these guys are making me crazy. He goes, of course you're right. These guys have never walked the last 30 feet. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, every night, they got balls big enough to go backstage, get free drinks, coffee, have a cookie. Uh, but they can't go uh, 30 feet to that microphone. They would shit themselves and fall over. But you do it every night like it's nothing. They can't make that 30-foot walk. Of course you're right. Next time they give you an opinion, go, okay, and then do whatever you want. I was like, oh, okay. And that resonated. Yeah. yeah. Silver Legacy Casino in Reno is the only date I have, December 19th. Okay. Well, Reno. I will tweet that date out. Springsteen wrote a song about Reno. It's the most depressing song of all time about really? a did, prostitute. Did he talk about how my ex-girlfriend fucked a cameraman out there? No, let's hear about her. <laughs> we were doing long distance, Jay. We went from L.A. to New York, and then she got her news reporter job in Reno. And it was lonely. It was Reno. She went from big city to she went from big city to big call city. Call me Mike and tell me her name. I'm gonna look her up right now. She w- you know it out. She tell me her name. Yeah. I won't say it. What's her uh, name? Well, it was. Uh, what is the name Liz on the Reno? Now it's like Liz. Is that the so, name? So hey, What's fucking karma's a bitch. You cheat on Adam Ray, you get a shitty last name. <laughs> so if I type in the word Reno with her name. No, if you type... Well, she's not there anymore. Now she's in San Fran. Type in Elizabeth... NBC, investigative journalist at NBC News New York. 
Uh, Whoa, somebody got a little bit of a bump? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, bro, she's a local Reno. No, shit. no, she, she was. Falls. You don't <laughs> know <her>. It's Diane <laughs> Sawyer. NBC, yeah. you No, no, no. How hot is Diane Sawyer? I just saw her Still Oprah. hot, yeah. You know what I said to my wife? Mm. It's a shame that Diane Sawyer was in the decades that she was in. Because mm-hmm. when you look back, like in the 80s with the huge hair, yeah, like the Princess Diana. Yeah. And, and the big like, like shoulder pads. Like, like if she was like she's starting for the Rams. Now, you'd be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Right. She was in the Nixon White House. Yeah. Where, where's the tall girl? Somebody just posted pictures of old school Betty White. And I was like, good God. You took it too far, brother. <laughs> I can't find the picture. She's a fucking real estate agent or whatever. No, no. She works at NBC San Francisco now. So maybe you're typing in the wrong city. And she broke... Well, Springsteen's got a song. <laughs> Don't mess with an ex-girlfriend from San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> you know better than to roll up on a white lady from San Francisco. Come on, man. Come on, man. That is true. The thing... Uh, no, Springsteen's got that song, Reno. Mm-hmm. And it's about a prostitute. Uh, and it's just like the most depressing night of his life. And she goes, Jeez. I'll be the best you ever had. And it wasn't. Uh, this lady's like 100 years old. Come on. Why, why <laughs> Type in Elizabeth and then... Shoo. Nice. I, <laughs> I wish, wish it was. Yeah, no Jesus. Kidding. Adventures in Babysitting? What, that that's the shoe reference you, you bring up? <laughs> Are you surprised? Oh, I, I would have been like, your brother played soccer. <laughs> uh, leaving Las Vegas. Also bro. good, yeah. I, why did I type in Elizabeth shoe? I don't care. <laughs> I'll pull it up. You, I'll pull it you know up. what I know? Her loss. Thank you. Because you're a brilliant comedian. Oh, when Ghostbusters comes out, she's gonna be really upset. Why? You cross the streams. Cross the streams, yeah. <sighs> you guys want to dock? Tummy sticks? What are we doing? <laughs> uh, I want to know what can you, Jay- say that, can you say that as alternative lifestyle droopy dog? This has been a great recording and all, but I have to cut through the bullshit and be the guy that says, when do we play tummy sticks? Oh, boy. Alternative lifestyle droopy dog, yes. are you are, are you happy that gay marriage is finally legal? Didn't matter to me. A glory hole is a glory hole. Hey, Adam, did you know I have 10 nipples? I was curious, man. That's that's you a lot. Play your cards right. I'll show you number eleven. <laughs> oh boy! My favorite part of the NFL is when they have a bye week. Mm. What do you want to ask me? Oh my god! How did you come I, up with that character? I don't know. <laughs> Just, I, I knew w- I had to call him alternative <laughs> lifestyle so I could defend him down the line. Right. So you can so be like, like Big Mama God. It all's yeah. never been outed as anything. Mm-hmm. So when people complain, I go, Ooh. Like somebody goes like, that's kind of fucked up. You're doing like this this black lady impression. I go, who the fuck said she was black? What's wrong with you? Yeah. I just I called her I just called her Big Mama Got It All. I do a story in my show sometimes about the kid outside the grocery store that wants your money. Yes. Like every grocery store. For for what? For cookies or for uh, his, Cub Scout? To yeah. help his high school football team get new. He go, yeah. I go. Uh, I'm a sucker go, for that stuff, by the way. This I, happened in Tacoma. Nice. And I go, uh, no, excuse me. It was a different place. Okay. It was a much wider place. It was <laughs> are, in... Why are they Tacoma? Bellevue? Reno. Portland. I don't know. I went on stage. It was recent. I went on stage, and I go, so I, they always want your money. But by a lead up, has made sense and everything, so I'll just cut to it. I go, and there's this black kid standing there, about 14, 15. He's got a bit of a fro. His pants are hanging down by his butthole. Um, and he comes up to me and goes, would you like to buy a chocolate bar to help my high school football team get new equipment? And I go, oh, that's how we're funding interscholastic athletics, one melted chocolate bar at a time. Uh, and I realized the crowd is completely like nothing, tapped mm-hmm. out, like comedy store haunted, Shit. audience freestyle. Yeah. And I go, 
oh, you guys are, he's a black kid? Look, I can't change who he was right. to make you more comfortable. Yeah. I told you I wouldn't lie to you on stage. Yeah. He mm. was a fucking black guy. Selling black candy. There, yeah. And he sounded like this. Yeah. Would you like to buy a chocolate bar? Like, I'm not up here with black fat mammy. Like, that's what happened. <laughs> I can't make him an Asian woman so you're more comfortable. <laughs> and Would then like uh, the joke I go, I go, I go, hey. Uh, nice. I like that. Nice, Brad. <laughs> I go, what number are you? And he goes, excuse me. And I go, fuck you. You never forget your number. <laughs> I go, that's how I knew he was full of shit. I go, women, you don't know how important that is. Like, right? there's not a guy in this room, you know, you're in a big comedy club or a theater, that doesn't don't say it mm -hmm. doesn't remember his number i'm gonna point when i point yell it out in high school now the whole fucking place i go no one even thought they mm -hmm. ju it just came out and i would gladly buy chocolate from any man in this room <laughs> that's a fucking because i know you're not full of shit i went into gelson's once with my baby meredith mm -hmm. two days old 48 hours ago he's inside my wife's Vagina hole. That's wow. how new. I need to put it in perspective. Yeah. That's how new. Wow. He still got shit in his eyes from what was in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I went to Galson's. Guy's got a clipboard. There's like 14 people around. He just looks at me and goes, Can I talk to you a second for, about Planned Parenthood? Jesus, and I'm, man. I go, got some I'm holding like crackers. this papoose. Yeah. <laughs> he's wrapped up. And I go, yeah. um, Maybe know your audience? <laughs> I'm holding sort of a non-aborted <laughs> item. Maybe the six ganks behind me could help you out. Yeah. yeah. How you doing on fracking? You want me to help you with fracking? While I'm here? Uh, all right. A few yeah, more things. Um, thank you for making time for this. You're the best. Yeah. You are. No, this is the fucking best. And I want to tell you something. Um, when I first um, uh, became a fan of yours, uh, it was uh, through Jerry Maguire. Uh, SNL, then Jerry Maguire. You want it smaller. You ever think what it was like for me, going through life, knowing I was going to have to fire my mentor? Jesus. Can you get past yourself for a second? Oh, my God. I'll do the whole scene with you. I'll take all your clients. Uh, you want it smaller. <laughs> um, I uh, want to know just, and I know you've talked about it before, but just um, if you can give some sort of a... Um, Step by step, uh, not to make another new kids reference, about to say. but uh, just of of meeting Tom Cruise, being uh, acting with him. I'm just not so gay. Didn't try to get me to be a Scientologist. Most professional and kindest man I've worked with in my professional career. Really? I show up for my audition. I was supposed to audition for the quarterback played by Jerry O'Connell. Mm. For some reason, uh, my body decided to not know how to do a Southern accent that day, and I blew it. My mother's from Odessa. My grandmother was Miss Cisco. I was hanging out with Anthony Clark and these Southern comments. It was just too bizarre. Blew it. And they go, will you come back and read for the babysitter, the male nanny? Yeah. I said, of course. Mm -hmm. I come back and I do it well, really well. They bring me back again. And Cameron Crowe pulls me outside and goes, here's the thing. The speech about the John Coltrane and Miles Davis cassette. Giving the tapes to Tom, right? Yeah. He thinks Before it's going to be a condom. He goes, yeah. I want you to use this. And he thinks he's going to give him a condom. It's that cassette. Yeah. He goes, when it's the num it's the first thing I can cut from this movie. When you say it, I can't cut it. So say it exactly how you've been saying it. Which is the worst thing you could ever say to right. Hey, you're either either play yourself or like I don't know how I yeah. or just do it exactly how you've been doing it. Because I can't cut it when you do it that way. Oh, so I'm like, John Cold. I blew it. <laughs> yeah. You're like totally overacting. You farlied it. Then, yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> Uh, Jim Brooks goes, hey, how about sugar? And I just went, whoa. And I kind of looked around the room, and they all kind of looked at each other like, it's a fucking great idea. And I said, I don't want to go out in the hallway and learn this on the fly. 
-hmm. can I come back in like a day? Because he, there's a key phrase, memorize this actors, because he deserves, you know, to, he deserves to be played completely. That's something I learned early to say to make casting directors get like boners. <laughs> I just, he, this guy does, can I get a little more time? This guy really deserves to be played completely. And I they said, sure. It was like a Wednesday <laughs> and they go, you want to come back like next Tuesday? And I was like, oh shit, they just put the week, they just gave me the weekend. Wow. It's on. Mm. I come in, I audition, I crush it. They cut my hair after the audition, say, can you meet Tom Saturday, another weekend? I go, yeah, sure. I go into Jim Brooks's office, Tom's sitting down eating lunch. So when we, when we get introduced, I'm interrupting his lunch. I'm like, fuck. He stands up, shakes my hand. He goes, you ready to go? And I was like, oh, yeah. And he goes, <sighs> meetings, just sits down, the scene is going. He knows the whole script by heart. Like he had a mouthful of food, shook my hand, stood up. He said, you ready to go? I go, yeah. And he looks at his cell phone and goes, <laughs> the restaurant scene. He goes, yeah. <laughs> meetings, what's up? And I just realized, oh, he's trying to kill me. Yeah. Like he's trying to kill me. This ain't fucking, let's see if you're good Holy enough. Holy shit. I'm going to be me, the mm -hmm. omnipresent Tom Cruise, uber star of the universe. And you can either fucking grab hold and wrestle <laughs> or you can be like the last six guys that came in here and fucking freak out and I was like oh no bro too many wrestling practices you're fucked <laughs> and I just fired his fucking ass <laughs> and then I was on the set of Jeff Foxworthy and Cameron Crowe called me and asked me what are you doing for the next three months and I was that and Tom shit. was so nice like knew everybody's name and he was super cool and kind and like I remember my chair was too low in a scene and the whole thing was, if you watch Jerry Maguire, no matter how we're sitting or standing, I'm always looking. I tilt my head in a way where it always looks like I'm looking down at you. I mm. angled my eyes always like this. I pictured like cartoon eyes, like a da -da 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 coming out of your eyes, like those dotted lines. Yeah. I always made sure I was going down. And my seat was too low. And I'm like, oh, this isn't going to read at all. It's terrible. And I told it to him between like take three and four. And he goes, Cameron, Cameron. We need another chair. His chair has to be taller. He's got to have a way taller chair. He's like, he's sitting, you know, don't you think? And Cameron Crowe goes, yeah, can we get a taller chair? And I'm just like frozen. And he looks at me and he goes, stuff like that. Don't ever underestimate how important it is to the performance. Don't be afraid to ask for things like that. Holy shit. But be nice to people. Hang up your clothes for the wardrobe ladies. And I never had prior to that. I just left my shit all over the yeah. place. And then like that day, I'm just buttoning my shirt. <laughs> like a gap employee. And he goes, those girls bust their ass. And I was like, okay. T. Cruz. Like, that's how cool he is. Jesus. Uh-oh. Well, um, it. Gentlemen, thank about you. last night podcast. I love you so much, Jay. I love you the best. so much. Thank you for making time. Uh, Backstreet Boys, uh, kick the <laughs> shit out of me because I'm <laughs> And I'm out. Show.
Tony Danza. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice.